Thanks for tuning in to the Propel podcast. Um, this is the podcast where we bring to you uh, different topics across the spectrum of total well-being. And uh, we're excited today to address something uh, close to my heart, which is injury prevention. So today we're speaking with Cassandra Adamson. She is a certified athletic trainer uh, and an injury prevention specialist. So she works with employers with um, a uh, support to their employees that allows the workers to have a safer, um, more stable workplace. And she also uh, assists in um, helping deal with injuries that people currently have and also um, how to best prevent injuries. So Cassandra, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So I wanted to start off with um, just giving us uh, a high-level perspective on injuries because most people, uh, especially if you have an office job, you may not be fully uh, familiar with how prevalent they are. But in your experience, um, how how commonplace are workplace injuries, and do you think they're becoming more prevalent? Absolutely. So, in general, workplace injuries are pretty industry specific. So we'll see a different number reported for office injuries as compared to like a meatpacking facility or construction site. Um, and that's just kind of due to the nature of the work that people are doing. Uh, on a more general scale, OSHA is the uh, all-encompassing body that keeps track of that information and helps kind of regulate things as we go along. So since kind of the founding of OSHA, about the 1970s, we've seen actually a greater than 65% decrease in injuries and illnesses in the workplace. Um, in more recent years, specifically on the industrial side of things, between 2019 and 2020, there's a 10.7% decrease in injuries that resulted in fatalities. And then from 2020 to 2021, there is a 1.8% decrease in the number of injuries and illnesses in the workplace. Now, I can't speak to how COVID affected that because obviously that <laughs> threw a wrench into I think, everybody's lives. Um, but on a general scale, we are actually seeing a decrease in workplace injuries. That's fantastic. And uh, I think that speaks to the amount of attention that workplace injuries have gotten, uh, especially since about the mid-1900s. And the amount of people that in your line of work have been able to actually have a little bit more freedom with helping employees. Um, what are some of the things that you see most often? What are some of the injuries that um, come across your desk, basically, uh, more commonly than others? Absolutely. So I would say the number one injury I see is a back injury of some kind, typically a lumbar injury um, to the back. Now, I, in my particular setting, I travel to a bunch of different industrial sites, specifically corn milling facilities. So a lot of people I work with um, are doing maintenance on big pieces of equipment or doing a lot of repetitive things in a warehouse, something like that. Um, so that's where we see a lot of the back injuries coming from. The next most common would be shoulder injuries of some kind. Again, working with those big pieces of equipment. However, that moves into the office setting as well. Um, if we have a desk set up that's poorly, uh, poorly designed for somebody's workspace, we might see an injury to the neck, to the shoulders, moving along that area. Um, the third most common condition I would see would be a forearm condition of some kind. So whether that be elbow, wrist, hand, fingers, those would probably be the top three if I had to rank them, what I see mm -hmm. in my setting. So do you find that the the back injuries that you come across are often due to um, 
not necessarily doing the tasks correctly or is it just the repetitive nature of whatever the task is? A little bit of both. Um, back injuries are complicated because there's a lot that goes into your back. You've got your back muscles, of course, but then you've also got your core muscles that encompass your abdominals, your hip flexors, your leg muscles. All of that goes into protecting and stabilizing the back. So I would honestly say it gets pretty close to 50-50 where something happened that resulted directly into a back injury or it was more of a repetitive thing slowly over time where it developed into um, more of a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. uh, along those lines, I know ergonomics is a hot topic and uh, especially that term. Um, wh what's just the definition of what ergonomic means? So ergonomics is the study of people's efficiency um, and their ability to do their job. So in simpler terms, it's more fitting the job to the person and not the person to the job. So if we have something that a number of people are going to be doing, everybody should be able to do that work. And you shouldn't only be able to do that job if you're a certain height, if you have so much strength, so on and so forth. Um, mm. we, we want to make sure that anybody can do any job in a safe and healthy manner. Talk about how posture plays into injuries. You mentioned that in the workplace, um, the office setting rather, that there's a lot more upper body, shoulder, neck injuries. Is that something that people are coming into the workplace with uh, a condition or posture that is messing them up? Or is that also the nature of the job that they're doing? It's kind of the nature of the job. If you think about how long the average office worker is in their workspace, I mean, it can be anywhere from 8, 10, 12 hours a day that they're sitting in one spot doing one thing over and over and over again. Um, so some of it can be related to upper body posture. Some of it can be the way their desk is set up. Um, for example, if you've got a keyboard that doesn't really work for you, you can find yourself getting a wrist injury because you're trying to type like this or you have a it really extended wrist while you're doing things like that. And all of that plays into our shoulder posture. If you're trying to compensate on a lower level, like I said, your keyboard, your mouse, you're gonna adjust your shoulders wherever they need to be in order to make that work. So I would say in general, we see that some, we see that those upper body injuries are something that develops from working, you know, eight hours a day in an office, five days a week, that's 40 hours a week that you're doing the same thing over and over again. And you're, you might not be used to it. Propel is a fully customized software platform that allows organizations of all sizes to run a comprehensive global well-being program for their employees and families. Propel is built to create long-term behavior change by infusing an organization's distinctive culture into a well-being program that reflects its unique needs. Propel allows you to run an unlimited number of well-being challenges, automate a health incentive program, deliver curated content, integrate organizational initiatives, and more. With Propel, you have the flexibility to meet your employees where they are and help them develop healthy habits that stick. To see all of the ways you can use Propel to engage your employees, schedule a 30-minute demo with our team by emailing sales at propelwellness.com or visit our website at propelwellness.com. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And there are a lot of people that uh, may not even really know what is supposed to be feeling good or or maybe is out of place just based on um, whatever they have been accustomed to. So when you start talking to people about how to improve their work environment and, and maybe set themselves up for success, 
what are some of the things that you have found to be helpful in helping to increase the awareness of an employee as to what may actually be uh, an improper position or or maybe taking notice of something that doesn't feel right? So the, the way I typically start my conversations is by telling people that we want them to be able to work in order to live their lives and not live to only work, right? So we need to make sure that what they're doing at work is functional for their life outside. When I get into somebody's office space, I typically ask what's bothering them the most and where their biggest concern lies. Um, You know, if people might not even know that they have an issue, they just know that their neck hurts. And then from there, we kind of analyze at that point. So for example, if somebody comes to me and tell me that their neck is bothering them, they get headaches a lot while being at work. We typically start with their monitor and kind of work our way down. So looking at their monitor height, looking at the way their monitors are set up, if they have more than one working our way down to keyboards, chairs, setup, um, the like. Okay. I'm curious. There there are a lot of people that have a specific area that they start with every single time, Um, whether that's your ankles and your ankle mobility or your cervical posture on your neck uh, or even your hip complex. In your personal experience, and, and maybe this is just preference, where do you tend to look first? I typically start with the hips, the hip complex, exactly like you said. Um, I think that that's really telling the way that people sit, the way they stand, they walk around. Um, The center of our bodies is our core and our hip. So if something is off there, that's a really good indicator that we might have issues showing up in other places. So exactly like you said, we might have somebody who's has really poor ankle mobility, but it could be related to something that's going on in their hip. So by no means am I saying that that's all encompassing and everything's related to that. But I have found that that's a good place to start and work my way down or work my way up, depending on what's bothering somebody. So if an employee is starting to feel some pain and they don't have the pleasure of working with someone like you, um, what are some of the things that they can start doing to adjust their posture or their work environment? Um, What are some of the easiest tips that you can give? So in a specifically related to an office setting, the best thing you can do is making sure that the tools you use the most frequent are what is closest to you. And that seems really basic, but when we look at our office setup, we find that that's not always true. So your keyboard and your mouse should be really close to you, easy to access, easy to use day in, day out. Another thing that we find people have issues with is where their phone is located. If your phone is way on the opposite side of your desk and you have to constantly be reaching it every time you get a phone call, I mean, I think some people get quite a few phone calls in a day. So if you're reaching, you know, five times an hour, that's 40 times a day that you're overextending your shoulder to grab something that's just necessary for your job. So bringing all those things that are you use frequently close to you. um, Another outside that ring would be the less frequent things that we would utilize in our day to day. That's a really, really important tip. And I think most people, um, may just come into the desk set up if you're in an office or or even if you're um, more of an active worker, you come in and just take it as it is. So um, I think an important piece of uh, advice out of this is when you go into a workspace, you have to, as Cassandra mentioned earlier, you have to be able to assess how tall am I? What's my reach like? Am I um, coming in with pre-existing back issues or hip issues, and you have to set up your space to reflect your body and what makes sense for you, rather than the last person that might have been there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, 
more often than not, I, I work with new employees who come in and they say, well, this is just how it was when I got here. You know, and somebody who's shorter might have an issue with the height of the desk. And we can't always adjust the height of the desk, but we can adjust the height of the chair. And we can get, they make tools now like um, footrests that go under your desk that are adjustable. So that if you have to raise your chair higher than your legs can reach, you can put a footrest down there and still be in a comfortable position and not have to let your feet dangle or vice versa. You know, we can get different equipment. It's, it's exactly like you said, not to assume that what you have is correct. Make sure it fits you when you're working. What is what are some things that you have found to be helpful that employees do at home to set themselves up for being injury free in the workplace? One of the best things we have is just implementing best practices you do at work at home. Um, even for me personally, I come home and sometimes the stuff I know just goes out the window, right? Like <laughs> I'll be curled up in my couch in some way that doesn't make any sense. Um, but just making sure that you're using those same things, translating from one to the other, that's how we form habits. Um, anymore, people often have home offices and making sure that that's the same thing as well. Just because you're at home and it might be a more relaxed setting doesn't mean that your office needs to be a mess or you need to not have the tools or the capability to have a proper setup. Awesome advice. Um, Cassandra, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Um, for more on this topic, check out our injury prevention library in the portal. Um, and from everyone here at Propel, be well.